all aboard. Everybody's welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Bill Barty on this side, Wes Lawson on assignment. TJ pushing the yellow buttons, the red buttons, but not the orange buttons. I went over into my garage the other day, and uh, hanging from the wall was my mountain bike. And, of course, uh, I thought, I'm going to get that mountain bike out, and I'm going to ride it, and I'm going to lose a few of those LBs that I gained in December. Remember, no resolutions, but I have some uh, aspirations, I guess. And That's good. <laughs> so I saw this mountain bike. It's a nice mountain bike. Uh, 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 it's a giant, and I got it down. Woo! Front tire's flat. Of course. I pumped it up and rode it not very far and uh, put it, parked it. It's flat the next day, too. So I've got a little bit of repair yeah. to do, and I need to do it now. And that's why we're talking about this topic right now, because we try to cover, cover all of our sports in the outdoor world, from hiking to biking to fishing to hunting. But back to biking, that's a bit of freedom that we all get when we get our first bicycle. And we also challenged each other uh, in prior episodes this month to do something different. And one of the things that we could do different is starting January 22nd. It's going to go into February uh, with a finale February 19th. But it's the Cask Winter Short Track Series. And we're going to learn a little bit about this mountain bike series right now from Neil Boyd. Neil, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Good morning, and thank you for having me on. Neil, you're uh, you're an all-pro at doing this here on the Carolina Outdoors. You've been on as a contributor for many things, whether it be Bike Charlotte or or a, a running event that may be taking place that you were participating as an MC or or something like that on. But this is one this is one of your babies, the Cask Winter Short Track Series. How long have you been doing the Winter Mountain Bike Series? Yeah, this is this is definitely one of my babies that we uh, started 20 years ago, and it was kind of um, kind of somewhat on a whim because we were running a winter mountain bike series using the full trails, and it, it was kind of difficult because we were we were damaging the trails, and that was the last thing we wanted to do because you know, typically in the winter time the trails can be a little bit more wet, mm-hmm. but we wanted to kind of come up with a series that we could host every winter not worry about the weather or damaging the trails. So we came up with this kind of concept of a short track. Um, and they have it at the national level. The national level events are kind of more in open areas. But we wanted to do kind of a combination of a single track. So we kind of took in several aspects of the, the cycling world where we kind of intermix cyclocross, BMX, um, traditional short track racing, and came up with this concept of having a course that's kind of you know, 50% single track, maybe a little bit of road, a little bit of gravel road, and you're running uh, more laps, a shorter race, but more laps, kind of high intensity. But it, it gives the opportunity for participants of all skill levels to kind of come out and race. Well, I got to ask you about this because going back to the 20 years ago or the 15 years ago, uh, this thing has evolved not just for the cyclists, but for the festivity of it all because you've had. Uh, Coffee baristas there, uh, brew pubs there, bands there, music there, a, a party atmosphere, and you would rotate it. Uh, I do remember that. You would rotate it to different venues. Um, 
besides for the cycling parts you just mentioned, um, how is it now? Do we still have the party atmosphere, spectators come on board to cheer, uh, and then cyclists from beginners to experts show up as well? Yes, and, and that, that kind of party atmosphere has um, has amplified over the years and it's really um, it comes to the next level, especially kind of in the middle of the day when you have the bulk of the racing, um, right before our junior racing, our the, the parents are starting to show up or and we're getting kind of our, our biggest crowds of the day um, at the event. And we have uh, several several places kind of around the course that are what's known as our heckler section where people come out and um, give, do a little bit of friendly heckling participants. But we do, we've got food trucks lined up this year. We've got um, coffee trucks. We're going to have beer at the event. Um, a lot of the bike shops coming out. We've got 21 local bike shops that are sponsoring the event and they won't all be at one event, but they will be at events throughout the series. So um, hands down and with, and with the short, Nature, the last on this on this particular event, hands down, this is the most exciting and kind of um, interactive mountain bike race experience that you'll see. Oh, I have so many questions to ask you. One of which I'll go ahead and just jump in on this one because it seems like you've kind of solidified with the sponsor. This is Cask. I don't know how many years they've been involved, but th- this is their second or third at least. Tell us about how that came about. Yeah, so we basically, um, every year we try to solicit sponsorship. And um, I know I have some friends that work for CASP, and we basically just, you know, we ran it up um, up the chain, and it was something that they wanted to do. Um, their distribution um, in the United States is here in Charlotte. So um, it was something they like to do to be able to support local events. And it's obviously they make uh, bike helmets. They make equestrian helmets. Right. Um, the snow sports, whether it's skiing or snowboarding, they make safety helmets. So they make a, a, a wide range of helmets. But for them to be able to support something of this magnitude here locally, um, it's huge for them. And we also have other local sponsors like Audi Charlotte. Um, 76 is getting, getting involved this year, Nisbet Oil Company. Um, and then, obviously, this year we're going to be doing lower left beer and hot fly beer at the event. So we've got um, a, a lot of great, great local sponsors. We've got Neil Boyd on the Carolina Outdoors. He's been doing this one for 20 years, and it sounds like it's evolving and fun. He's with Start to Finish, who is putting on the race. And, Neil, you're doing this, uh, of course, it's being held at the Rock Hill Criterium course, but you're doing it in association with the city of Rock Hill. Now, Rock Hill has come on strong, especially in amateur and recreational sports. Uh, they've got all of, they've got the crit, they've got the uh, BMX, they've got the uh, river walk. I mean, oh, I'm leaving out a bunch of other things too. The velodrome. The velodrome, thank you. They've got all of that down there. Uh, and looking back to the previous years that this was going on, you've kind of found a home in Rock Hill. Does that open up the cyclists who attend? Are you getting, of course, the York County ones, but are you pulling strong from charlotte mecklenburg or the counties north of here as well as more counties in south carolina in covering the whole charlotte metro region in rock hill yeah so you know we originally started this event at renaissance park here in charlotte and um it's a great facility still a great facility it's had you know they kind of had some makeovers over the year but um as this series grew we really just outgrew that park but just there wasn't enough parking um and uh, to be able to move this event to this facility in rock hill that's geared towards cycling 
Um, and from everything having, you know, obviously in the middle of wintertime, having heated indoor bathrooms for this facility, <laughs> yes. having the backdrop of this massive BMX track, um, the parking, there is a, uh, an RV lot so people can travel from afar and basically come in and camp and stay there and use the RV hookups. And it's really good because you mentioned the draw. We actually draw from the entire state of North and South Carolina. We've got participants now currently from Virginia, West Virginia, a few smattering, I believe, in um, Pennsylvania, and a few around. So this is this definitely, especially with it being a weekend event in the middle of winter and not a whole lot going on, uh, we get a, a big kind of regional draw for the event. Hey, we're talking to Neil Boyd here. Neil, I mentioned my bicycle. It's, uh, I mean, it's perfectly fine except for this tire what is our responsibility if we want to sign up and of course it's on uh, wintershorttrack.raceroster.com uh, to jump in there but to register to find out more but what is our responsibility i assume we have to show up with a bike that all two tires have air in them so check i need to need to work on that i need a helmet what else do i need to to show up and and ride my bike yeah, really. To be really, uh, to be realistic about it, I mean, you're exactly right. You know, a mountain bike. I mean, you can ride a hybrid bike. The trail is not a super hard, rooty trail. We try to make this um, the course short and fast. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's really air your tires up. Make sure you got a helmet on. You obviously want to wear gloves, and you want to wear clothing. You know, that's appropriate for the weather. If it's raining and cold, something to shed the rain. If it's cold. You don't want to overdress, but you definitely want to wear clothing that's going to keep you warm. That makes total sense. I'm going to go backwards a little bit, too, because you mentioned, man, we're talking some technical terms about biking, and you've got, it's kind of a hybrid course, that sort of thing going on. But let's go back to the beginners who may want to come out to just ride this track, maybe get timed for it. Um there's a race clinic, a beginner race clinic that's going to take place this Sunday for WBT listeners. It's going to be January 15th. Um, how does that work? Do we just sign up? Even if we maybe have done this before, is it okay for us still to sign up to become more comfortable racing for time, being on the track, and doing it in front of what you talked about, the heckler's corner over there? Yeah, the, the beginner clinic is, is really great for anybody, and um, you do have to be a registered participant. It's for the, for the participants. So um, if you've registered for the event, whether it's one race or the series, um, you can go to the website at um, you know, wintershorttrack.com, check the clinic. Um, and for liability purposes, they just want everybody to register. But it's a great clinic. Yes. It teaches a lot about whether it's your first race or whether you have a little bit of experience and you want to hone in on some things, but they go over a lot of topics from body positioning on the bike, your bike setup, um, nutrition, warming up, um, the proper ways to pass, um, a lot of different type of topics that, you know, if you've had a little bit of experience racing, maybe it's come up and you have questions about, and or if you've never raced an event before, you said, hey, Winter Short Track Series is going to be my first race they can help and basically take you and kind of mold you or teach you the things that you need to know to come out there and have a little bit of confidence and where you're not just showing up and, and have no clue, right? So 
Um, that's a big part of what that clinic's about. And it's been really, really successful over the years. It's kind of giving the people just, it's not a little bit of that edge off and giving them a little bit of confidence when they come out that first event or even, you know, helping to garner that confidence if they've got a little bit of experience racing but want to, you know, hone in on a few, on a few extra um, things, you know, for the race event. What's what did NASCAR do uh, when they did up at Charlotte Motor Speedway the the Roval the Roval they did the Roval TJ thank you for you helping me out here that this reminds me because it's a hybrid course the, it's a one and a half mile trail combining the elements of BMX cyclocross and a single track uh, Neil how long so it's multiple that's why it reminds me of the Roval uh, but how long does it take to do a one and a half mile uh, loop on this track. Yeah, so it'll probably take, I'm guessing, um, beginner categories will run laps seven and a half, uh, seven and a half minutes, probably seven and a half to eight minutes. Okay. Um, I think your sport riders will probably be in the range of six and a half to uh, seven and a half minutes, and then your expert riders will, you know, they'll be below six and a half. I'm thinking around six minutes, maybe high five. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a whole lot time. different than me looking at my 5K time when I cross compared to the people who lap me three times and cross. So it, it, it seems like the times are a little bit closer. Here's my, uh, my hard question for you, Neil, to explain this. This is a series. This is not a one weekend deal. We're starting on January 22nd. These are Sunday uh, events as well starting at 9 a.m how does the series work i mean can we drop in for one or two or three or are we committed for all of them through uh the end date in february no that, and that's the beauty of this series that's a great question bill we actually you can race one race you can race two races or you can do all five um and no matter if you do you don't have to register for the series technically to be a part of the series so Say you come out the first race, you want to give it a try, you fall in love with it, then you want to register for the reigning four races, you can, and you'll be you'll get series points um, for each one of those races. And the beauty, and, and you kind of mentioned when you were kind of just to elaborate on lap times and everything, these races, so what we do is there's start times throughout the day. And when you come to show up, you're actually only racing with your category. So, wow. like, say, for instance, at 9 o'clock, we might have the beginner women the sport women and our junior girls racing in that time frame. And then we'll split each one of those categories. Like we'll do a race start for the beginner women. Then 30 seconds later, we start sport women. Then 30 seconds later, we start our junior girls. So when you line up and you're on the start line, you're only elbow to elbow with people that are in your same ability and, and range. They should be in their same ability and range. So um, it's not a, a mass start with inexperienced and experienced people. And did we mention that there's festivities and a party atmosphere, family-friendly, so there'll be young people, there'll be medium people, there'll be old people that are all on hand each week that this goes on? Yeah, and it's amazing, Bill. I mean, to be honest, like when we have a pretty winter day, um, yes. you know, a, a day like today or, you know, if, it's, uh, if the sun's out and um, even if it's cold, the sun's out, if it's in the 40s or 50s, there, there is a, there'll be a huge crowd because people love to come out and – and, and get out of the house in the middle of winter on a pretty day and just have a piece of pizza and, and watch the racing. Well, and for so many people, some of these weekends are, uh, you know, celebratory weekends or, I mean, January 22nd when it kicks off, that's Martin Luther King weekend. So a lot of people will have Monday off. They can get out there Sunday morning, uh, exercise, compete, time themselves, uh, be in a, f a friendly atmosphere of, of recreation or 
I mean, Super Bowl Sunday, there's a winter short track series uh, date. Then as well, uh, you can uh, kick off your uh, pre-Valentine's uh, weekend, as, which is on a Tuesday, but uh, uh, there's a, a, a series date on the 12th. And again, for our listeners just joining us, Neil Boyd's on the line. We're talking about the Cask Winter Short Track Mountain Bike Series kicking off January 22nd and is each uh, Sunday after that, each time at 9 a.m. start time through February 19th. This is the 20th year. Hard to believe, but time flies when you're riding a bike. Neil Boyd, did I leave anything out? Did I get the website right? You did. It's wintershorttrack.com. And, and just a quick elaboration on what you said about the, the special days. It's kind of cool. We do celebrate some of those days like the Super Bowl. Um, we have a Super Bowl promotion the day that we hold that race. For everybody who finishes in first, they get to put their name on the grid. If you finish in second, you get to put their name <laughs> on the grid. If you finish in third, you get to put your name on the grid. Um, and it's kind of one of the uh, the traditional grids. And we have some great prizes from some, from some of our sponsors um, at the end of the day, take a snapshot, and um, for, so for everybody who's basically podium that day, you have an opportunity to win some additional prizes. Win a Jesse Brown's gift card. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> Neil Boyd, thank you. Each time you come on, we learn a little something new about what's happening in the community, most specifically the bike community. We appreciate you jumping on the Carolina Outdoors and sharing your time and talent with us. Well, thank you for having me. And maybe I'll have this flat tire fixed by then, and uh, I'll, I'll get my time under uh, eight or nine minutes anyway. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to, Bill, seeing you out there mixing it up with the guys. Dude, I know you're going to go over to the heckle corner when I show up, but I, I, <laughs> I, I can't wait. You're one of the best MCs out there, too, so I always love uh, a Neil Boyd-sponsored uh, race. Neil, off well, thank you, you go. Thanks for being on the program with us. And off we go, but we're going to come back and talk, uh, wrap this little thing up called the Carolina Outdoors. I'm Bill Barty. Thanks for listening.